to seek the Lord's leading uh, for what leadership for the Omaha Vineyard Church will look like next, um, in this next season. So I, I ask you uh, to be praying for, for me and, and our church um, for the Lord's leading, and um, he is in control. His beauty arches, what was it? Beauty arches over all, over it all. I can't remember what the words are. But the Lord is the Lord is good, and He's continuing. He's good today. He's good tomorrow, and and I I have faith that um, He releases uh, leaders into rest, and um, He He's He's got this. So I'm we're just leaning on Him. Um, <clears throat> and then real quickly, we don't pass a plate here. We do have a couple of offering boxes, and if you do have gifts that you uh, wish to give to our church. Um, we've got a couple of options. You can give via our website. There's a PayPal link you can click on. The Church Center app. If you go to Church Center, download it on, on your device, look for Omaha Vineyard Church. There's a giving option in there, and it connects real, real easy, just like PayPal does. You can also send a check if you, if you desire, or cash, cash money. Uh, P.O. Box 45676, Omaha, Nebraska, 68245. We want to be like our, our Heavenly Father, who is generous. And it, when over the summer, we, we looked at how um, when God talks to us, his people, about giving, he says, give and you will receive. Give and you will receive. Give and you will receive. You want to be selfish about it? Go for it. God, God can't. Be undone in his in his giving. You can't outgive God. So we we ask you, Lord, to come and inhabit uh, our gifts, and we ask you to bless them. And um, we we put our our hope and our faith in you as our leader in our lives and in in the Omaha Vineyard Church ministry. Amen. I'm going to grab a glass of water. Hmm? Mm -mm. I shouldn't lose this, huh? Ah! Things are falling here. <laughs> we are live on Facebook. Hey, good morning. Good morning and welcome. My name is Saul Cruz, lead pastor here at Omaha Vineyard Church. And it is a pleasure to be with you today. And uh, we are continuing in our, sur uh, in our mm, series, series, uh, Engaging Risk. We're looking through the Gospel of Luke at these stories, these opportunities, these... Um, engagements by Jesus, his disciples, and others who are engaging with the Holy Spirit and being led by him to <clears throat> explore, engage, and experience 
God's revelation uh, to us of who he is and how he does things. And many of, well, God is different than us, isn't he? (laughs) And it requires a mindset shift from this is the way that the world works to this is the way that the kingdom works. And it challenges our thoughts and our um, what we're used to. And so let's engage. Let's, let's take a risk to operate within the kingdom, um, even when it is contradictory to what we can see and hear and touch and taste, right? So <clears throat> Jesus, as he is walking out the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy, which we looked at last week, preaching the good news to the poor, releasing captives, bringing sight to the blind, setting the oppressed free, and declaring the time of the favor of the Lord has come. He is teaching and preaching and healing and calling disciples to follow him. Uh, he's continuing to minister in the, in the area of Galilee. And even though he is instructing people to not tell anyone when he heals them, the report of his power is spreading, let's say, how does this, faster. And vast crowds are finding him and coming near to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. Today, we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 5, uh, verses 17 through 25. Chapter 5, starting in verse 17. And our focus today will be on some men who engaged risk and the lengths that they would go to to get their friend to Jesus. The roof guys. That's right. The roof guys. (laughs) Join me as we, uh, join me in prayer as we dive into the our scripture today. Heavenly Father, we pray that that, uh, you would be manifest, that you would manifest yourself to each of us through your word, through this history, through this, um, this story of love and risk, Lord God. May we receive your message today. Amen. Okay, so we're in Luke chapter 5. Jesus has been continuing in his ministry in Galilee. He's calling disciples. He's healing healing a man with leprosy. And... um, Here we go in in chapter 5, verse 17. One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. I'm going to take just a break there. So, the... The religious leaders and the Pharisees, the guys that are like in charge of synagogue, 
church, religion in the area. And all over the place, they're, they're hearing about Jesus, and they're going to check him out, right? Because to them, anything having to do with religious law requires their stamp of approval. So that's one of the, the pieces that, that we're looking at here. We're also looking that, at the fact that the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. And we've seen this over and over again through this book of Luke, that the source of the miraculous power that he is wielding is the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is empowering him and leading him, and he is humbly obedient to the Holy Spirit's leading. Okay. Verse 18, we're going to go through 18 through 20 here real quick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. And then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. <clears throat> so here we see the determination and creativity of these friends and their willingness to not just wait or elbow people out of the way, but they think outside the box. They see that, hey, we can, maybe there's stairs or whatever. They can get their paralyzed friend up onto the roof, open the roof up, and lower him down. Jesus sees their faith and says, your sins are forgiven. We'll touch on that in, in a second here. So <clears throat> I, I wanted to explore kind of friendship for just a second. And uh, I'll tell you, I was a little surprised. I, I, you know, Googled top movies about friendship. And you know what? There's tens of movies about friendship that are chick flicks. I got a, 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 a woman here who's nodding. I'm a man. I don't get chick flicks <laughs> all the time. All right, don't, don't, What? Stand By Me is not a chick flick. It's a friendship movie, yeah, for sure. It is a fantastic friendship movie. So, <clears throat> as for myself, you ladies, you got those chick flicks. You know what, what they're, they're talking about. For me, I don't necessarily understand the, the stuff. But, um, <clears throat> so a, as a man, here are a couple of, of uh, movies or stories that came to my mind. One is called The Next Three Days. It's not a very popular movie, but it's a, it's a Russell Crowe movie where his wife is accused of killing her boss. She's in prison. She's up for um, you know, a third parole option, and it's denied they're going to do the um, death penalty on her. And here, here I love the, the little tagline that was from IDMDB. John's wife killed her boss, they say. 
and they put her away for doing it too. What's a loving husband to do? Break her out of prison, of course. So we have this, this, this I, I know it's husband and wife, but there's a friendship there. There's love there. And he's willing to risk his own freedom to do all this manipulation to, to get his wife out of custody with him and his son and out of the country. <clears throat> uh, but you know what? That doesn't always translate, right? Well, he's, he's breaking the law? Well, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so another, another friendship story that I'm going to assume... And I always do. I always think most people are just like me. So uh, if, if not, sorry. I'm, that's, that's just how I, I operate. But um, <clears throat> the Lord of the Rings. The third Lord of the Rings movie. The Return of the King. Our friend Frodo. <clears throat> and his friend Sam. Sam loves Frodo. Sam loves Frodo. And Frodo has the ring, and it's his job to, to destroy the ring. And the only way that the ring can be destroyed is by dropping it into the, 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 the mountain. What, the Mordor? Yeah. The thing is, Mordor, that mountain, is in the middle of the enemy. It's in the middle of the enemy. So, First, the, his friends, Frodo's friends that are not with him, decide in order to help Frodo accomplish his task, we are going to distract the enemy by storming the gates. And if you've seen the movie, you have these men and elves, or elves there too? They, they go to the gates, the gates open up, and they are absolutely surrounded. It's like 10 to 1. 20 to 1. Those friends were there to help Frodo. At the same time, Frodo and Sam are trying to climb this, climb this mountain to get into the cavern where they can drop it into the lava. Frodo physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually is done. He is dry. He, I mean, other than his heart continuing to beat and pouring blood through his body, he is done. And sweet Sam says, I can't carry the ring, Master Frodo, but I can carry you. And he picks Frodo up and he walks into that thing. <clears throat> Risking everything to help a friend. And in all of these um, <clears throat> scenarios, the, the friend who loves his friend or her friend, <clears throat> they're in love with the problem. They've fallen in love with the problem. And in the case of, of these men in Luke chapter 5, the problem is their friend is broken. Their friend is broken, and they can't fix him. But they hear about Jesus. 
In John chapter 15, Jesus tells his disciples, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. So these friends risk everything. Um, Property damage. (laughs) To remove tiles and and they, they cut. No cuts, no butts, no coconuts. They're doing it. They're doing it because they fall in love with the problem that their friend is broken and he needs to get in front of Jesus. He gets dropped in front of Jesus and Jesus deals directly with the young man's brokenness. Not the brokenness in his body but the brokenness at the core of his self, his sin. Verse 20 says, Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, Young man, your sins are forgiven. One of the the themes that this made me think of is the burden of religious shame. If, if this is a young man, I, I heard uh, one preacher say <clears throat> about this story, maybe he and his buddies got drunk and he wrapped his camel around a palm tree and that's how he ended up paralyzed. And he's got all this guilt and all this shame. As, as, as broken people, it is, it's easy to embarrass ourselves. It's easy to feel shame. And and I'm going to say it this way. Shame on the church if we lean into shaming people. And Jesus goes right to the heart. He pr- maybe, maybe this young man has been arguing with his friends the whole time. Guys, no, 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 no. I don't deserve to walk again. My identity is this brokenness, this shame. Hmm? And Jesus says, young man, your sins are forgiven. This man's friends cared so much about him that they were willing to risk doing outrageous things to bring him to Jesus. All right, we're going to take a look at a couple more verses here. Verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 21 and 22. But the Pharisees and teachers of religious law said to themselves, Who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? So here Jesus challenges the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law to shift their mindsets from religious law to God's bountiful favor and love. 
Jesus, full of the power of the Holy Spirit and operating in his identity as the Son of God, proves his authority. Look at the next two verses, verses 23 and 24. Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, go home. So back to uh, this man's friends. Their friend's paralyzed. He can't walk. He can't even get out of of his bed, his sleeping mat. The news of Jesus spreads across the area. He's casting out demons, rebuking fevers, healing every disease, even healing a man with leprosy. They get their friend in front of Jesus, and Jesus forgives his sins. Now, honestly, how many of you would want to pull Jesus aside or ask to speak to his manager and say, listen, our friend is obviously paralyzed. Can't you just fix his body? But Jesus, Jesus is the answer. And, and let, me, let me caution us. If we bring our friends to Jesus, let's let their relationship with Jesus be their relationship with Jesus. We absolutely, we do want to see our friends made whole. But we're not the son of man. We don't have the authority. We don't have the insight, necessarily, to know what our friend needs. If our... If, if instead of falling in love with the problem that our friend is broken and needs Jesus, and we fall in love with the solution that they need to get off of drugs, or they need to get a job, or they need to you know, be nice to their wife, or whatever the case might be. Again, we can lose experiencing the kingdom of God for our friend. All right, enough preaching. Let's get back to the Bible story. Jesus is also the answer for the man's physical brokenness. He turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. (gasps) What's going to happen? Verses 25 and 26. And immediately as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat, and went home praising God. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe, and they praised God, exclaiming, We have seen amazing things today. Jesus is the answer. What brokenness are you or your friends facing that you and they want to see changed? Financial brokenness. Emotional brokenness. Mental brokenness, family brokenness, spiritual brokenness, injustice brokenness, physical brokenness, marital brokenness, 
I can go on and on. We have a great track record of being broken. Do you have friends that care so much about you that they would risk doing outrageous things to bring your brokenness before Jesus? Do you want to be the kind of person that cares so much for your friends that you are willing to risk doing outrageous things to bring them to Jesus? Jesus is still in the forgiveness business. He is still in the healing business. The kingdom of heaven comes near to your friends through you as a believer. And when we are engaging in risk, may we fall in love with the problem and not a tactic or a solution. And what is the problem? Your friend is hurting. Your friend is broken. You love your friend and you want them to start, stop hurting. When you fall in love with the problem, you will do whatever it takes to solve the problem. Offer to pray for them. If God could do a miracle today in your life, what would it be? And then offer to pray to God on their behalf. Share your life experiences with your friend. Tell them the great things that God has done for you. Invite them to join you for a Bible study or to watch a Right Now Media video. Um, or to whatever other resources you may know about that are relevant to the problem that you have fallen in love with, that your friends have a hurt or that they're broken. John Wimber, the founder of the Vineyard Movement, um, said this about praying for people. Our job is to obey. God's job is to heal, so we can't fail. We'll be taking time to pray for people in just a moment. So I, how can we pray for you, and who can we join you Join with you in praying for. Who can, we, who can we pray for along with you? Heavenly Father, thank you for the story of good friends that love their friend and who were not going to be dissuaded from getting their friend to Jesus because of a crowd. They, they went outside the box. They went up on the roof and down through the roof. And they saw their friend not only healed of brokenness in his body, but forgiven. What release, what freedom from shame and guilt you addressed first. Lord, may we, may we have ears to hear and be open to your spirit. Shift our mindsets from religious law to the kingdom of heaven. And the time of the Lord's favor has come. 
help us to live right there, to abide in the kingdom of heaven as we engage and interact and spend time with and converse with our friends. Open doors, Lord, that they would share their their brokenness and their needs. Embolden us to probe. How can I pray for you? If God could do a miracle miracle in your life, what, what would you ask for? Holy Spirit, come. Come into our friendships, into our relationships. And may we, may we risk being like you and be willing to lay down our lives for our friends. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'm going to pronounce our blessing. Shield your eyes.